we got the band back together. Yay! In Nebraska. Oklahoma, we made it. Nebraska. 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 We're in Nebraska. Grand Island. We're in Grand Island. Grand Island, Nebraska. Uh Nebraska Regional Convention. Nebraska Regional Convention. Number 39. Number 39. And so this collection of of guests that we have, bring them down into uh, five. Yep, build five, five guests, guests yeah. per episode. Hearing some voices from the Midwest we haven't heard from before. Yeah. Kind of excited about it. Yep. Yeah, first, podca- first time for three of the four of us to be in this state even. So yes. exciting. We've already had tornado clouds, high <laughs> winds, uh, storms, and all kinds of Midwest stuff. Typical Midwest weather. It's been great, though. Dinner at, a, great. dinner at a yeah. truck stop. Dinner yep. at a truck dinner stop. Truck yeah. stop. Coffee yeah. downtown today. Biggest Walmart awesome. I've been to in a long time. This is immersed in the north. Yeah, we're oh, immersed yeah. in it. It's yeah. beautiful. It yeah, lovely. it really is. So, folks, we hope that you enjoy. Uh, these voices from from the Midwest. These voices, voices from, from the Nebraska. Midwest. Something we haven't heard in a while. We hope you enjoyed it. I'm Paul. I'm Jennifer. We added Douglas. Douglas. I like it. Welcome back, everyone. We're here at NRCNA with Carissa D. She's going to speak on hope. But first, Carissa, can you tell us your clean date, where you attend meetings, and give your home group a shout out? Yeah. Um, my clean date is 12-21-22. I'm from Norfolk in the Nevada area, and uh, my home group is the One Estate Well Group every Sunday at 7 p.m. at 104 South Kent Street. North there you Nebraska. go. Coming up on a birthday cake. I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> so, Chris, you got hope. What's it been like? What are we thinking? Man, that's where my hope comes from. It's like... Uh, a little over nine months ago, man, I had five years, and I went back out, and it's only because of the fellowship and, like, the working the program that I had worked in those five years that I knew where hope lied, man. I knew all I had to do was come back. Like, every other time I went back out, it was years, it included jail, treatment, all of it. This time, it was two days, and I knew where to come back, you know? I had my sponsor's voice in my ear. She said, is that, is that conducive to the life you want to live today? And so, um, and I think it's huge, like, me and Joe talked about it earlier at the workshop, like, man, if I don't have hope that I can change, or that change can occur in my life through the program and through my higher power, like, that's my jumping point. If I don't have hope that I can change, I ain't going to go for nothing, you know? Um, or Courtney killed him out there. Yeah, she, she was did. talking about that, like, you know, yeah. looking at hope and how it fits in, you know? Like, yeah. So, I hope got you back. Yeah. Where was the hope that when you left? Where did that lack of hope? How yeah, did that manifest? Yeah, what did that look like? Like, because because there's somebody out there who's in that position right now. Man, like I um I had a lot of good change happening in my life, but change is change. Um, I was a stay-at-home mom. I went back to work. My son went to preschool for the first time. We bought a house. And uh, so I got are tired. Lining up. Things, All yeah. great good, things good, lining good, up. Yeah. Good things lining up, but man, I got tired. I got busy, and because I was busy, I didn't know I was complacent until it was too late. I stopped going to meetings. I stopped talking to my sponsor. I shuffled that's my... That's pretty much it. Man. <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the recipe, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. The recipe. And then you were in a place. Well, Paul, you say the best, too, like because that's, that's part of Paul's story. He had some time. Yeah, I had three and a half years to, to relapse, so I, I get that. And Paul, you say that whole... And it was you people. You people. It was, you people. It was those, yes. those meetings, those people... It, they were all sleeping together, and you know what I mean. And 
I didn't. I got my sponsor was stupid. I got rid of him. The sponsees were stupid. Got rid of them. Then it was those meetings, and all of a sudden, and then I just ended up at a friend's house who used to deal drugs when I was using. Oh hi, how you doing? With an ex that got out of prison, making bad choices. Tell me about yours. Man, what took me out was that mom guilt. I have a little boy. He's four and a half right now, and man. We were struggling. We were struggling hard. And I would drive alone at night while my, my boyfriend put him to bed because I couldn't. Because it would, And uh, I ended up in an apartment I shouldn't have been at. I reached out to the people I shouldn't have. Mm. And like Courtney talks about, like her sponsor told her, like, it was in my hand. I put it in my hand and I put it in my body, man. Like Courtney, she was my second sponsor. She was my sponsor during this. Oh, right she was a badass lady. Yeah. Yeah. And so... It was two days, and I had already took myself so far out of the program that I was only hitting my home group, if that. And so I was like, I'm just going to let myself fade out like so many before me, right? Right. And uh, Courtney never makes it to my home group, man. And that week, she was there. So how many meetings are you making today? This uh, week? Probably four or five a week. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to hard to hit. <laughs> I was going to text you every couple of days. <laughs> Check in. How are we doing? And what's the mom stuff about now? How are you doing with that? It's doing a lot better. I am so grateful to have the partner that I have. And, uh, you know, it's between my doctor and my son, but melatonin is a godsend, I tell you what. Like, it was. And I still, I still, um, I still have that mom guilt because I, I don't do everything that I wish I could or should. And I have to, I take that word out of my vocabulary. You know There's no yeah, should That's anything. right. That's right. You know, you know what I've replaced it with, too? It does. It really does. Somebody spoke that into my life. It's probably been a year or two now, something like this. I've replaced should with ought. And it's really, it's just really opened up my spirit. It's like, I don't have all these things to where it's like, I'm a failure if I don't. I'm a failure if I don't. Yeah. Right? And because fucking, it's paralyzing. Right. It's yeah. paralyzing. I can't meet every expectation. I can't, can't do it. And that's where I really simplified shit. Like, I went, I started going to more meetings. I said, I made my goals different because I had this whole list of things that I needed to do that day. Otherwise, I failed at a, as a mother. I failed as a wife. I failed as a worker. And instead, it was hit a meeting, call your sponsor. Hit a meeting, call your sponsor. And if I do that, everything else is going to be just fine. All right, welcome back, everyone. We're here at NRCNA, and we're here with a returning guest, Anthony. Anthony, you, you, you're going to speak on the fourth step, but first, can you tell us your clean day where you attend meetings? Give your home group a shout out. Yeah, Anthony Addicts. Uh, I recover in Norfolk, Nebraska, the Ivana area, and my clean day is 05 21 Got it right. Yeah. And a little over a year ago, you, you you hung out with us on the spat episode yep. and killed it. Yep. Killed it. Killed it. Yeah. Look, we had to we had to stop for a second and take a breath. Yeah, most definitely. <laughs> well, I was wound up, man. I was thinking, thinking like how many people are on this listening to this podcast, right? Because it's not just like my my home group where I got 20, 30 members. You know, like this is something that's worldwide, like the program in Narcotics Anonymous. You know, so that got to me. And, uh, and, you know, I was new in recovery, and, you know, just like everybody else, I was worried, like, what do I got to offer? Like, what do these people want to hear from me? You know what I mean? And little did I know I was going to learn that, man. I just got to be who I am and be right where I'm at, and everything's going to be okay. That's all and, we want. And that's it, man. And look, and that's the cool thing about it is, like, it's like, and, that, and that's been the vision behind the podcast from the jump. There, there, there's a message that we each have. Every single person. And there's somebody to, to, to that's matched up to here. That's it. Let's link them up. Yep. Let's link them up, man. Let's link them up. Hundred. 
137 countries now. Yeah. I think it's on 138. And dude, that's it, man. And you know the, 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 the super cool thing is like I was walking out to the registration or wherever you know, in the front and we see each other and it's like, man, it, it's it. That's the cool thing. Yeah. Like the connections. That's it, the connection. We'll see each other again the next time. And then it's like, bro, nice to see you. What's been happening? Like that's where it is, man. That's what that that's what the value is. Yeah. So so with that, you're on a you're speaking on a four step. Yep. Yep. Do we really have to do the four step you think? Yeah. Like can't we just for me that's where the that's where it starts. Talk about it. Man, so then I'll tell you why I picked the fourth step. So I will say that it's in the running between that and the eleventh step, right? Like those are my two favorite steps, and here's why. So the fourth step. You don't hear this often, though. Right. You so don't here's, hear the here's, the, here's the reason why. Because it says like in our in our basic text, and I'm not one to go verbatim, right? But it talks about uh, sorting through the confusion and the contradiction of ourselves, right? And uh, so during the second and third step, like I, I struggle with the higher power, thing, right? And my sponsor said, "Hey, I don't care what you're praying to. You're just gonna pray, say God, and pray every time we do step." work every time we get together or any every day you know what i mean and that's what you're gonna pray so i kind of faked it right i faked the second and third step because i didn't know what i was even praying to and then i got to the fourth step and the reason why i didn't know what i was praying to is because i had resentments and i don't know about you probably never had any resentments right before but but i had you're the only one yeah 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 i'm special <laughs> me personally me personally i'm pretty perfect <laughs> <laughs> but all these resentments and almost everything i resented was towards god and little did I want to, little did I want to look at that. Most of those resentments, right? Because like my sponsor had me write down all my resentments, people, places, and things, and God was one of them. I had a list of them because he had blamed them for everything. Because this is a person I could blame that couldn't defend themselves, right? right? And we're victims, right. so we want to, yeah. we have to have we something. Right. Very well. <laughs> so the reason why I think the fourth step is this: because I got to look at the resentments, I got to put all this stuff on paper and blame them for everything. And then my sponsor said, "Okay, you thought you're done? Well, now when you go back and write your part in every one of them." And I'm like, "Oh." So now I started writing down my part in each one of them, even if I didn't feel I had a part, right? And then we talked about them, right? <laughs> it might be at the root. So once I got to do that, dude, it broke down the wall, and now I got this relationship, the most important relationship in my life, because of narcotics anonymous and because of the four step. So I didn't have to fake the steps anymore, right? Like now I know who I'm praying to. I know exactly what's going on. Like I no longer, uh, and I remember just like running down the street yelling at the sky, right? And now like that's the one thing I turn to for strength. Right? No matter what's going on. Like, in my life ain't perfect. I got a lot of stumbling blocks. But, man, like, all I got to do is, like, man, I got to rely on God and know that. No matter what I think is going on, even if I don't think it's right, he's got a bigger picture. Dude, and I identify with that at my core of, with, with, with the four step, when we start approaching this stuff, it's already been done. Like, it's been done. And that's, that, I think that's that's the biggest thing, people leading up to, the, to, to a four step, is saying, oh, I have to... I don't relive this. This is a, like this is healing. Man. This is this is this is where that you can start to breathe a little bit deeper. Like this is the healing part. Yeah, it's the most loving thing we can do to ourselves. And Absolutely, for ourselves. Inventory. This. Our using is the reliving of the resentment, yeah. not the working the fourth step. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right, right. Every time I got high, I'm trying to batten down that resentment, those things, those things that happened, those things I did. That's the that's the stuffing down of the four step, not writing it down on paper and sharing it with somebody that's who where, I love. Right, that's where the relief. That's comes where the relief that. comes yeah. out. Because when you get it down on paper, you realize, oh wait, I'm not as bad as I thought. And then you start hearing it coming out of other people's mouths. Because I thought I was the only one who did this. Yo, and, and to tag on to that too, it's almost like 
uh, I saw some things in my force that were in, in maybe in a, a more recent one. Um, you know, some I have a very we'll say strange relationship with reality sometimes. <laughs> but, it, but it's almost like it's almost like inventorying ourselves. Um, it's like the optometrist. You know how we'll be seeing something blurry. Yeah. Click it. Is that better? No. Click it. Is that better? No. Click it. Bam. That's kind of how like the step work process is sometimes. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, where once I was confused, now got what you're talking about, oh, now I have this relationship with the HP and it's sustainable. You know, I work on it and I keep it sustained. Bro, thanks for kicking it with us again. Yeah, love you. Yeah, guys, love you. All right, welcome back everyone. We're here at NRCNA and we're here with Darren and he's gonna speak on the first step. But first, Darren, can you tell us clean date, where you attend meetings and give your home group a shout out? Yeah, I'm an addict named Darren. Uh, attend meetings at Kearney, Nebraska to surrender our addiction groups. My clean date is 9-20-2023. Yeah, welcome, bro. Thank nice. you very much. Glad you're here. Thank you. Is this your first convention? Uh, no, not my first convention, but my first Nebraska convention. Yeah, Excellent. Right yeah, us too. <laughs> us yeah, too. us too. First, first time in Nebraska. Nebraska. Welcome. <laughs> Glad to be here. It's first step. Uh, I just want to pray. You know, God just uh, worked through me here. You know, um, first step admitted we were powerless over our addiction and our lives become unmanageable um i like to say that it's uh, admitted that i was powerless over all of my addictions in my life become unmanageable um so i'm actually just coming fresh off a of relapse um prior to this i had a, a little over nine months clean and uh i hadn't completely surrendered i hadn't completely admitted my powerlessness over all of my addictions um what did the not surrendering look like? How did that manifest itself? Um, I held on to uh, I held on to the drugs and alcohol were just a side effect of sure. it. Sure, um, I held on to uh, a marriage that was failing. Who I thought that as soon as I had a little bit of clean time under my belt, I could go back and try to fix. And uh, I took my eyes off of recovery and put my eyes back on her. And tried to get back to controlling her, getting her to stop using, getting her to stop drinking, and uh, then you go to a barbershop long enough, you're gonna get a haircut. Not an uncommon story. Bro, you know what the the, the dudes who twelve step me told me about that too. They, they they gave me the the haircut analogy, and they used to do the Burger King analogy, and they would say, um, you know. You get a Burger King enough, you know, whatever you you get. What do they have? The Whopper or something? Yeah. You know, you get a Whopper, and then they would tag on whether you want to or not. Yeah. And it's so fucking true. Man. It like is. It's so true. It is. I, you know, um, when I got into recovery, um, I had a little bit of isolation time—not isolation time, but separation time from her. Um, when I was really focused on my recovery, and I got started to get complacent because that codependency to her started to creep back in on me. And uh, before I knew it, I was having her come back around and see my kids, our kids, I should say, and um, starting to allow her to come around messed up, um, just started making poor decisions because uh, I wanted to quit working on that recovery aspect. I wanted to go back to trying to control what she was doing. Are you doing any of that now? Uh, no, man. Actually, as a matter of fact, tomorrow will be two weeks that I haven't talked to her at any communication at all with her. Um, my relapse set me back pretty well. Um, I put my kids in a pretty bad situation, and uh, the state stepped in and, and gave me a little break. My higher power stepped in, really, and uh, gave me a little reprieve to get focused back on myself. That's really what happens when we get clean. It's like, look, 
I, I understand I might have other responsibilities and all that stuff, but but it is about protecting our clean day. You know, yeah. it's, it's about protecting our recovery. A hundred percent. Going any length to, to 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 stay clean for a day. And, and God had to put me back in my uh, in my place, so to speak. He had to uh, say, you know, you are a good dad, but when you're doing that, you ain't a good dad. You ain't going good to anybody. And so, uh, you know, um, my kids went with uh, a trusted person. Uh, they're going to be with her for probably four, next four to five months. Uh, but that gives me no excuses. No excuses not to now get you got to rock this thing, man. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. No excuses to, uh, you know, uh, my sponsors here, my accountability partners here. You know, um, God made the way for me to be here, to hear the speaker I had to hear earlier. Right. Here's some of the struggles he had going on. You know what I mean? Shout um, out to Dean. To refocus. Yeah, shout out to Dean. Um, he, he put my eyes back where they need to be, you know. Um, and that's on me. That's me loving me for me. I don't need somebody else to tell me they love me. I don't need to try to control somebody else to make me feel good about myself inside. I know that I'm a good person. And when I when I allow my uh, that uh, level of treatment to happen to me and I don't do anything about it, then that becomes a new standard of treatment for Darren to receive and, and that's not the treatment that God sees in his eyes for me to receive so he had to just had to realign my focus again and set yeah. me down for a minute and this, is, and this is what we want next year when we we're hanging out here we want to see you come through and, and, and telling us about hey man, the, <laughs> birthday, the birthday cake that you just had. I want one of them sweet, uh, sweet witties, witties too, man. Rocking the Anonymous you Podcast know, yeah. shirt. Uh, shout out to the Anonymous Podcast, man. Thanks for having me on. I'm a big big blessing being here. Um, like I said, just coming off a of relapse, man, big blessing still to be alive right now. Um, it only took a couple days for my thoughts to go to not wanting to be here no more, so I'm thankful to be here, and I'm glad to be on the podcast. I'm glad you're kicking with us. All right, welcome back, everyone. We're at NRCNA with Jason W., and he's going to speak on the third step. But first... What? Jason. What? Tell us your clean day. My clean day is 10-13-2022. Today. 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 Yay! One year. One year today. One year. Yeah, baby. Sorry if you don't like attention. <laughs> Good job. Where's your, where do you attend meetings? I attend meetings in Kearney, Nebraska. Excellent. And your home group? My home group is uh, the candlelight meeting on Saturday. Saturday? Tomorrow night? Yeah. One full year, man. Congratulations. One year. Can you speak on the third step? What's your experience with it? My experience with it is, uh, you know, I'm not a young man anymore, but I've been a lot of years, you know, living in just myself, you know, people chasing drugs. My, my, my higher power was methamphetamine. You know, you know, gave up my kids, gave up my life. And then when I came to Narcotics Anonymous, you know, it wasn't, well, I didn't have to put a name on what it was. I just had, you know, turned my will and my life over to the care of God. And since I've done that, my life has, you know, completely changed, you know. I no longer have to control everything around me, you know, I can give it to God. I can believe in a power greater than myself is out there, you know. And that it cares for us, too. And that's one thing that, that I've been really mindful of the last couple of years is, it, as we've talked about many times, it's not the... I'm not turning my will, my life, which is or my thoughts and my actions. Right. 
I'm not turning them over to the ridicule. Nope. Of the, the shame, uh, the, the guilt. Shame, I'm not turning that to The punishment. The care. It's the care of. Uh, and look, care he's of. caring for Jason in particular, not just caring for everybody. He's caring for Jason in particular with that year. Yeah. And he cares, you know, I now realize, you know, because I didn't believe in anything before, like I said, but I now realize that he cared for me the whole time. Exactly. You know, there's so many times where I should have died, could have died, tried to die. Yeah. And a power greater than me, you know, that kept me here for some kind of purpose, you know. For a lot of years using I didn't have a voice, you know, I didn't have any confidence in anything I could say. And now, you know, through this program and God, you know, I'm finally coming around and becoming, you know, the man I should have been years and years and years ago. Let's talk about the willingness in the third step and, and where, what, what were... What willingness did you have when you got here that led to you getting a year? Like, what were the things you did that, you know, maybe you said, I don't really want to do it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah, when I first came to Narcotics Anonymous, I just wanted to stop going to jail. I thought maybe they knew it. You know, when I first got there, I thought either they're not clean or they're not happy. Yeah, something's got to be wrong with those people. (laughs) Maybe they'll give me the trick. How to use responsibly enough that I don't go to jail. Yeah, absolutely. Open-minded enough that I would listen to these people and then hear, you know, their stories and start to believe them. And then the willingness to do what they said, what they did to get where they got, you know. And that's all the simple, you know, simple program, you know, 12 steps. I just have to work through these continuously. And be willing to do the things that people tell me to do, you know. But I trust that they're not telling me for any ulterior motives, you know. They want me to succeed for who I am, you know, just just for being me. Right. So same with my higher power. So that was back then. Let's bring the third step to today. What do you need to turn over to the care of God today? I have a since I have got my voice, like I said, I've developed a bad habit of thinking I'm always right. What? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was talking to me too. Yeah, I don't like people. I don't like people that do that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I need to be more willing to accept other people's points of view, you know, and realize that... Paul does too. <laughs> yes, I, I, I struggle. I, I struggle to, with it. I need to realize that there's not always a right and wrong. Sometimes there's just different ways that people go about same, absolutely 100% yeah and you know what here's the thing especially when I was new if you were right I must be wrong sometimes we can all be right yeah. and be and disagree we can all be right because what's right for you may not be right for me or may not be right for him it doesn't need to be it doesn't need yeah. to be the last part I had, of it I had was uh, sometimes it don't matter if I Really, when it comes down to it, you know, I also get a little addicted to arguing, you know, and in the greater scheme of things, does it really matter yeah. if I'm right right now or if I remember no. it in a week? You know? the, what's the question? Do you want to be right or do you want to be happy? Choice. Uh, welcome back, everyone. We're at NR CNA with Tasia B. She's going to speak on unity, but first, Tasia, can you tell us your clean date? Where you attend meetings? Give your home group a shout out. Yeah, uh, my name's Tasia B. My clean date is August 8, 2016. Um, Lincoln, Nebraska, the Recovery at Work Group of Narcotics Anonymous. Okay, so we have unity. 
Yeah. What do you think? Man, unity is one. I mean, it is. I feel like it's necessary and vital to the fellowship, and it's one area that, like, I feel like. I lacked for so long and I have an understanding. The other one on the table that I was looking at was awareness, right? And I was thinking about, I should pick that one up, but also like how the women in my area for so long, I felt like we needed to do something to bring them together, right? Because the men had these cliques and they were super cool and clicked up and okay. close and the women in my area was like, man, like we need to do something, right? So just really like practicing the spiritual principle of unity and unconditional love along with that to like love all the women right so what did you end up doing so i started like a once a month like ip study um you know really being extending nice. myself a little bit more like to women inviting them for coffee um you know we did like step working studies where we like read the literature together and stuff like that and really just like put myself out there more um yeah, yeah. that's the key right there <laughs> yeah yeah i used to think unity is how you made me be feel unified and then I learned it's not about how you make me feel it's what am I doing to be to make this unified yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. brilliant absolutely brilliant so what have you seen have you seen a A growth the the ladies more connected with one another yeah I have like the women that I sponsor sponsor women you know and one thing listen I was that per like I was not nice for many years you know because I to other you, women you other, to anyone to anyone nice, you she's beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah you're always like you look so intimidating I'm like okay I don't have my makeup on it that could must be, be a face tattoo <laughs> That's part of the thing. If you yeah. you've changed. Yeah. And that's the thing too. It's like because I, I didn't have like I was abstinent for so long and I, I, I didn't have an understanding that recovery is an act of change in our ideas and attitudes, Oof. right? So for me, preach it, girl, preach it. (laughs) Right, and it's like, oh man, you know, active listening in the meeting, you know, Mm. going up to the newcomer who I've never seen before and like give them a hug, someone who's coming back after a relapse, because I know that that's an area I lack tolerance in. I'm gonna hug you, right, and tell you that I love you, no, regardless of how I feel, intolerant inside, you know, because Narcotics Anonymous has put up with my shit. And no one right said, on, get out man. of here, Taylor. Yeah. Like, you are so defected today on defects. Get out of here. No one did that to me. Yeah. Active <laughs> listening as part of unity. That's the takeaway. I love that. Because, listen, yeah. we talk about sharing. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Sharing is not the, just the speaking part. It's the listening part, too. Yeah. Because, what you, you know, when somebody says something and then gets up and leaves the meeting, they haven't shared. Yeah. They have dumped yeah, yeah, and walked by. out, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> when we listen, when we sh- talk and we hear, that's the sharing. And that's the part of unity right there. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. I, I really think like it, it, it's cool that there will be some ladies who hear this, hear your share right now, and they'll, and they'll take a look around and say, oh, shit, I'm going to do that. Start with the IP once a month. Do Start something. with, you know, doing yeah. something. Something once a month. Get together. Because the heartbreaker is a lot of women, and this is you, the, the issue that you're facing, is very common yeah. around. Yeah. Like the, the heartbreaker is a lot of ladies get some time and go to AA, and they just find more fellowship there. I mean, that, mm-hmm. it just, that, that's just how it is, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and it's really cool, like, you're... You know, yeah. saying, hey, look, we can do something about this. Yeah, yeah we, we can do something about, about this. It's getting better. Yeah. It's getting better. I, listen, I have a lot of women 
sometimes the gay, the gay card is that women come in and go, I can't be sponsored by a woman because I, that mm -hmm. just doesn't work for me. And I never accept them as a sponsee. I said, you got to give it a try first. Yeah. I sponsor a woman who has 11 years clean. We are working some stuff. See, I'm a sponsor all the women. I know. <laughs> I think the power. I think I think the power of a woman finding a woman yes. is immeasurable. If yeah. you're listening and you're a girl who thinks yeah. you can't have a woman as a sponsor, it's a lie you're telling yourself. Mm -hmm. Stop it and give it a chance. Yeah. Get a woman to lead you through this. Yeah, 100%. All right, well, that's a wrap, folks. That's the Nebraska Regional Convention 39. Thanks yeah. for joining us. We love you. And yeah. thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. We appreciate it. Grand Isle. Grand Island. Yeah. Canada. <laughs> <laughs>